podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to It's My Pleasure. Despite all of the things happening in the world, there is still pleasure. There is still our ability to listen in and learn how to get more pleasure. And I'm so stoked to be here with you guys today. Everybody's finally out of the house. (laughs) That has been a very big obstacle that I didn't realize that I really had to overcome before it was the construction. And now it's like, oh my goodness, there's children and husbands and dogs like in the house all the time, which therefore makes it very difficult to find some space to record. So I'm so grateful that I did. They're all out hiking right now. So hallelujah, let's do this. So before I forget, before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to let you guys know that I am doing a masterclass and I am so stoked for this one. This has been a long time in the making. And basically what I'm going to be teaching in this masterclass, and it's free, just take a look at the show notes, sign up, go to daniellesavory.com slash masterclass, and you'll get all of the info. I'm doing two different sessions of it, one on Wednesday, the 15th, and one on Friday, the 17th. The Wednesday one will be at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and the Friday one is at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, you know, I wanted to just distill everything down, really, really simplify. So if you're just like, okay, Danielle, I hear you every week. There's all of these, you know, episodes and things I can be working on, but what are the three top things that I could be focusing on that's going to help you have amazing sex. So title of the masterclass is three steps to mind-blowing sex. I'm going to just break it down in the most simplest ways after coaching thousands of hours, all of these women dealing with all these different issues. Like what are the top three things that we need to be focusing on to be having mind-blowing sex? You know, it can feel very complicated. It can feel like it's going to, you know, take all of this like distracting and pulling apart and all these things that you need to do to have better sex. So when you hear mind-blowing, I also don't want you to worry like, oh, you know, like I'm not even having good sex, let alone mind-blowing sex. This is the foundational piece, right? This is the foundation, whether you're already having really great sex and you want to take it to the next level, or you're not having good sex at all, and you want to just start having some better sex, or you're not even really having sex because you don't want it or you don't desire it. This is for all of you guys. This is three steps to really just like, let's crank up the juices. Let's get you turned on. Let's get you having some good sex and good pleasure. So make sure you check that out. You guys, this is really a good course, um, or excuse me, a good class. I've been putting a lot of time and a lot of effort into it and just really thinking about like, okay, what are the three most simplified ways that I could talk about this to help you all in just getting more pleasure in your sex life? So first and foremost, make note of that. 
sign up for that right away. Tell every single woman you know that they need to take this class. It's free. You guys are home. You've got nothing better to do, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. It feels like the weeks are going by so fast, right? But we all can take time for pleasure. This is a priority in your life, especially with all the stress going on. So take a look at it. Tell your mom, your sister, your cousin, you know, anybody that you know that is not having the best sex or even having good sex, but they want to up-level it. Every single woman should learn what I'm going to be teaching in this class. Okay. So let's hop into today's topic. So obviously we're in some kind of unique times right now in the world, right? There's shelter ordinances in place. You know, most of us are spending our time at home. If you are partnered or married, you're spending a lot of extra time with your family, with your with your spouse, all of that sort of thing. And then on top of that, you know, there's people out there that are separated from their partners for a variety of reasons, right? Or you're even living with them. I have a couple of clients, one, you know, whose husband's a physician, he works in a hospital, you know, he's being possibly exposed to COVID every single day. And then on the other end, I have a client who is a physician herself and is on the front lines working this and how you know, to feel comfortable or safe, even doing sexual acts, like, you know, like swapping saliva and that sort of thing with your partner, it might not feel as comfortable right now. So I really just wanted to take this time to talk about like how and what can we do to bring pleasure into our life if sex is off the table. So whether or not it's COVID, sex can be off the table for a number of different reasons. It can be off the table for distance. It can be off the table because you're not currently dating anybody. It can be off the table because you or your partner have some sort of, you know, genital infection that is causing a lot of discomfort. Maybe you just had a baby and you're waiting for that time period for things to, you know, begin to heal up, whatever it is, there's so many different reasons why sex is off the table. And so we really want to make sure that just because sex isn't off the table, we're not disconnecting from ourselves, disconnecting from our sexuality, and especially disconnecting from pleasure. So I wanted to give you some ideas about how you can think about this differently so that it doesn't stop. So there isn't just like a pause in pleasure but we're actually continuing to pivot towards pleasure. Pivot seems to be a buzzword right now. It's just stuck in my head. Pivot towards pleasure though. It's such a great idea, right? Instead of pivoting towards all of these other things, pivoting towards pause or giving yourself a break, how can we pivot towards pleasure? How can you continue to nourish yourself, right? So the first thing that I want to talk about is really the definition of sex. Most of us define sex as penis and vagina. It is this intercourse. And this is a definition that's put out there by culture. There isn't actually a definition that says sex is penis and vagina, but that's how most of us think of it. And when we think of sex as just penis and vagina, a whole slew of sexual activities gets left out, right? There's all of these things that we're kind of like not paying attention to when we pigeonhole ourselves into thinking that penis and vagina or intercourse is the only way to have sex. And you leave yourself out of the possibility of so much pleasure. The other thing that I think it's so important to think about here is the depiction 
of sex, right? The way that we even talk about it. When you think back to when you're younger and even in movies, right? It's like getting to first base, second base, right? And a home run is sex or holding off and waiting until you know, sex for marriage, it puts sex, penis and vagina intercourse up on this pedestal. Like that's the thing that we're always working towards. That's the point of, you know, making out is to get to the sex is to get to that home run, right? We're working up so that our partner earns the right to stick their penis inside of us. And by putting it on this pedestal, by putting sex up on this hierarchy, we're making it seem like the whole point of doing all of this is for that sex. Now, the problem with this comes in a lot of different ways. But the first and foremost problem with this is that when we think about female pleasure, when we think about women's anatomy and how we experience pleasure, most women don't experience a lot of pleasure, let alone orgasm, simply from penis and vagina, right? We've talked about that multiple times on this podcast, that just penis and vagina doesn't equate to pleasure. It doesn't equate to orgasm, right? It is this thing that we kind of feel like we should because that's what we've been taught is like we're working towards sex and then sex should equal orgasm. But so many of us don't actually feel very pleasured when it's just penis and vagina. And if we do, it's after already becoming aroused. It's after already having that clitoral stimulation that begins to turn us on, that gets our own juices flowing. So when we think of it, this hierarchy, not only are we saying that the whole point is to get a penis inside of you, which is obviously not true, but we're also like taking female pleasure kind of off the grid at all. It's not even in our awareness because if sex is the point and most women don't get pleasure from penis and vagina sex, then where does our pleasure fit into the picture? The other thing to think about too is if you've been in a relationship for a long time, oftentimes the norm becomes just going right to sex. You know, maybe when you first started dating, or if you think about when you were younger and you first started, you know, getting to know each other, perhaps sex wasn't even a possibility, right? Like it wasn't an option. And so there was all these other things where pleasure was happening. There was maybe more time spent, you know, making out or foreplay or these sorts of things, oral sex, touching, hand jobs, all of these other kind of things, these sexual acts that you do with a partner when sex isn't an option. And then if you've been with somebody for a long time, it's like, well, yeah, why would we do that? We could just hop right into sex forgetting that so much of our connection, so much of our pleasure, so much of that playfulness is actually happening in those sexual acts that's not just penis and vagina. And so when you really think about these sorts of things, thinking about the hierarchy, thinking about how culture has kind of said that this is the goal, thinking about how these other things are something you do maybe when you're getting to know each other or dating, but then after you've been together for a long time, they become rather irrelevant. Let's just, you know, hurry and get to the point. When we think about it taking away from the importance of female pleasure, of our own pleasure, 
that's had in those moments, then you can see, you know, where the mindset kind of is coming from. We can see that we've the way that we're looking at sex, then when we think about not having it, unless we can start to shift our mind is always going to become less than. It's like, oh yeah, but what's the point if we can't have sex? Like, what's the point of doing anything? Like, what's the point of just making out if it's quote unquote, not going to lead somewhere? Forgetting that the goal of all of this is to connect with yourself, connect with your partner, connect with your body in a pleasurable way, connect with your playfulness and your curiosity, right? This is the point. This is why we're doing all of this. We aren't doing all of this just for the act of getting a penis in the vagina, (laughs) right? And when you just say it so black and white, it's like, yeah, duh. (laughs) This isn't what we're just working up to. There's so much more fun to be had. And honestly, you know, even the idea of this word foreplay drives me nuts. I hate that effing word foreplay. Like it's before the play. Hello, foreplay is the play. Foreplay is where the shit is at. I love foreplay. I would take foreplay every day over penis and vagina. And I think most women can agree because the fun, the playfulness, the juiciness, that that tease, that push-pull, that leading up to orgasm, that all happens when we slow down, when we get to connect with our body, when we get to notice that moment where desire enters. So it's not foreplay. It can be the main course, right? It can be all of the things if we just start shifting our mind towards, oh, wait a minute, this could be fun. This is where it's at. This is why I showed up. So how you're viewing not having sex is going to be a huge catalyst for whether or not you're going to go about exploring, being creative and finding other ways to connect, right? So if we're continuously thinking about sex as the pinnacle of sexual activities, and then all of a sudden this pinnacle is off the plate, right? It's not even an option, you can see how your body is immediately going to feel let down. It's going to feel disappointed, like it's missing out on something, right? If you're believing that penis and vagina is the goal, you're not really like, you're kind of feeling like, oh, well, you know, it's like complacent. Like, why would I even do this, right? There's this letdown that happens, like you're getting cheated out of something, But if you give yourself permission to just expand your mind to including all sorts of things of not like pigeonholing, then it doesn't feel like you're getting the short end of the deal. We can come back, we can invite ourselves back to focusing on pleasure, on what actually feels good on the body, on bringing the mind back to sensation. And it all starts with the way that we approach it. If you're approaching something like, well, I don't even know the point. Yeah, good luck finding pleasure with that mindset. (laughs) But if you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know where this is going to lead. This could be really fun. 
How different are you going to show up in mind and body? How excited are you going to be? How curious, right? It feels tantalizing even just to think that thought like, oh my gosh, where is this going to go? How fun. That makes me just want to go find my husband right now, even though it's nice that he's hiking and be like, babe, let's go. Let's go find some stuff. (laughs) This is going to be really fun to explore, to expand your mind, to have fun with one another, to fall back in love. It brings a whole different kind of spice and novelty to the situation that many couples, especially after being together for a while, begin to miss, begin like when it becomes like just this you know, automatic, this autopilot of this is what we do. And then we have sex and this is what the sex looks like and blah, 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 blah. It becomes very, you know, robotic. Taking sex off the table could actually be way more fun. What if that were true? What if that was a possibility for you? So when I think about like fun and playfulness, I can't help but think about just children on a playground. Like you see children going to something like a playground and just like the, their eyes just getting like filled with the possibility of fun, right? And when you're thinking about like these kids on a playground, like sure, they might have preferences. Like one might really like the slide and one might like the swings or the jungle gym or whatever. Now they go to the playground and let's say perhaps the jungle gym is out of order. You know, there's some construction tape around it and they're doing some upgrades to it. So they can't do it. Now the kids that have the best time at the playground are like, see that? And they're like, oh, they might be disappointed for a minute. Like, that's fun. I normally like to do that, but like, hmm. I came here and I'm going to have fun no matter what. What else is available to me? What else could I be doing? And then they just go and they're playful and they're curious and they have all this other kind of fun on all the other equipment there. It's not this thing where it becomes a letdown. The kids where it becomes a letdown don't have any fun at all. They're usually sitting in the corner throwing a tantrum that the, you know, (laughs) the jungle gym is out of commission. But those that have fun, that allow themselves to be fulfilled, that allow themselves to continue with that playfulness, just go shrug their shoulders and like, oh, that's disappointing. Okay, let's go on the side. Yay, so fun. They still have the mindset that fun is a possibility, that they're there to have fun and that's going to be had, right? And this is what we miss out on sometimes when we're just focused on the intercourse. We miss out on all the subtleties. Like, what did your partner's skin feel like to touch? Do you remember what it was like to just like make out for an extended period of time, not even knowing if it was going to quote unquote lead to anything else? Hoping maybe it would, but not really knowing. Just giving yourself permission to get back into that mindset, back in just to the playfulness of the moment by moment experience, not thinking that it needs to or has to lead to anything is going to bring you right back into your body and right back in touch with pleasure. 
So with all of these like restrictions and changes and everything that's going on, allowing ourselves to navigate this place of possibility instead of focusing on what you can't have. The minute you start going down the path of focusing on what isn't and what can be and how it all sucks and like you're going to start feeling resentful and you're going to start feeling disappointed and you're immediately going to turn your entire body off and you're going to turn yourself down. We want to turn you on. So start here. Start with the mind. Let it be open to possibility. Let it be open to pleasure. Let it be playful and let it be curious, right? Letting your mind focus on what there is to enjoy, what there is right there in the moment, how this can be fun is going to change your entire experience. So this is what I want to encourage all of you to start with, focusing on this, right? Focusing on the mindset of what do I need to think and believe that's going to create this sense of playfulness and curiosity. For me, I just like the very simple statement of like, this could be really fun. And really believing that, like saying that with like a little, you know, devious smile on your face, like, this could be really fun. Let's see what can happen how that's going to just light your body up and allow pleasure to enter, how it's going to create an environment in your mind that's open to possibility, that's going to be able to see creativity there. So I really encourage you to start there and then just see what comes out of that. Now, I'm going to give you some ideas, but I don't want you to think this is all that there is. This is just a very quick, short you know, list to help you get those juices flowing, no pun intended, but (laughs) I really want you to do it on your own. To start with like that mindset, just closing your eyes, imagining your partner, whether they're far away or near, imagining them coming home, even just imagining time with yourself, thinking about yourself and like, ooh, this could be fun. What comes up? What ideas do you want to explore? What can you think of? Okay, so for some ideas, first and foremost, self-pleasure, like duh, like that's the most obvious. It's also my most enjoyable and most fun. I think that self-pleasure is such an opportunity for you to get to know your own body, for expanding your possibility of pleasure, for learning what sensations feel like, for showing yourself appreciation for your body and love for your body. It is so fun, not to mention pleasurable. Now notice how I said self-pleasure rather than masturbation. Like this, again, I believe masturbation kind of, you know, pigeonholes us into what that looks like, but self-pleasure could be a number of different things. So there's tons of different things. It can be touching your body. It could be massaging your body. It could be obviously, you know, playing with your vulva and your vagina and your clitoris. It could be bringing in some toys. It could just be using your hands. It could be lotion. It could be oil. There's so many ways to touch and caress and enjoy your body from this pleasurable state. Now, the fun thing about self-pleasure is it can also be shared with somebody else. So you can share a self-pleasure session with your partner. They could be in the room with you. They could be virtually sharing this. It could just be something that you're sharing, you know, over the phone with actually no visual. You could be giving a play-by-play. There's so many different ways that you can play with self-pleasure as it goes to 
you know, sharing this with your partner, you could have your eyes opened and looking at them as you're touching your body. You could have your eyes closed and pretending they're not there. There's so many different ways. Just let your mind really expand to the possibilities of self-pleasure and what that might look like if you decided or if you wanted to share that with your partner. Again, your partner doesn't even have to be in the room. (laughs) Like this could be totally a virtual experience. This could be just something you're sharing auditorily versus, you know, being able to see it. There's so many different ways, so many different ways that you can think of this as being fun and this as being playful. So pleasure can also be something that you're both doing side by side. And that can be a very fun experience. It could be watching one another. It could be, you know, this mutual self-pleasure experience where you guys are talking through. It could be something where you're totally silent. You can both feel and hear the one, the person next to you, allowing yourself to get worked up, imagining that you are actually touching one another, even though it's your hands touching yourself, feeling yourself get aroused, noticing how you guys are getting closer to climax together and enjoying in that experience with one another. There are a number of self-pleasure practices that I give my clients. This is where a lot of our work ends up coming in because it's so important for us to realize like how we can access pleasure in our body, the mindset that's required for it, but then also just discovering and being curious and being playful. And it's really fun when you start to bring this, your partner into the experience as well. On top of self-pleasure and, you know, sharing this or not sharing this with your partner. Coming back to the basics. Now, if you're not actually afraid of, you know, germs or swapping spit, then make out, like dance, make out, kiss each other, like feel your hands and your fingers caressing one another's body, fall in love again with what it feels like just to have a naked body touching you, having the fingertips touching you, whether or not like it's leading to somewhere, can you just let your mind be present with the sensation of touch? And one of the ways that you can just amplify and magnify the sensation of touch is to eliminate the other senses. So, you know, whether it's using like a blindfold, so you're not seeing anything, perhaps you're even using earplugs, eliminating other senses so you can really hone in and focus on the sensation of touch is going to also help amplify and magnify that experience for you. So just spending time touching one another, you can touch one another with your hands, you can touch one another with other objects, maybe you bring in the room like a hot stone, or an ice cube, or using a feather, whatever it is, just allow yourself the time and the permission to explore one another's bodies, to notice what it's like to explore sensation for yourself in your body as you're getting touched without this agenda that it's leading to sex. Notice how that might allow you to fall more in touch with the moment, not putting this pressure on yourself that it's going somewhere. And of course, there's just the good old hand jobs, right? <laughs> like we forget about those sometimes. Hand jobs are amazing for both people, whether or not you have a vagina or a penis, they can be very enjoyable. So giving yourself permission again to come back to just the enjoyment of the basics. There's of course oral sex on top of that. So if you aren't around each other, like 
just try and keep in mind, like, how might you keep sex and intimacy on the mind? Like, what might you say to your partner or to yourself just to keep yourself being turned on? It could be a hot phone conversation, or it could be sexting back and forth. It could be a play-by-play of what you're imagining yourself doing once you're with your partner again. If you're home alone, maybe you're writing out your own erotic story when you do meet this person. What do you hope that you experience? Just allowing your imagination to go, allowing this creative energy to come out, allowing yourself to get turned on, turn towards arousal, turn towards desire, keep tapping into pleasure. Just because sex isn't possible right now, for whatever reason, doesn't mean that pleasure isn't possible. Pleasure is possible for you. It's possible and it's essential. And it doesn't have to be this like doom and gloom, right? Because you haven't had it. Allow it to be fun. Like, ah, this could be so fun. So again, just reminding yourself, oh my goodness, this could be so fun. So as always, it's been my absolute pleasure to share this episode with you. I hope that it allows you to expand your mind. Whether or not sex is on the table, pleasure is possible for you. It can be so fun. Sometimes it can actually be more fun when we give ourselves permission to be creative and connect in a different way. And don't forget check out the show notes or go to daniellesavory.com slash masterclass. Make sure you get in on that list, get registered. This masterclass is going to blow your mind as we talk about three steps to mind-blowing sex. Okay. Have a good one, everybody. 